going. Okay. Uh, my name is Todd Harper. I'm CEO of Cancer Council Victoria. Right. Thank you very much, Todd. And this is the podcast channel for Podcast My Business. So thank you for joining us today, Todd. We had um, International Tobacco Day just a couple of days ago. And of course, we all know about the huge risks of tobacco with um, cancers and so forth. And we just had an interview with Dr. White from Quit. So what would be nice to have a chat about is the broader issues around um, cancer and in particular around COVID. And, and again, you're in Victoria and there's a, you know, have another lockdown you poor, I don't know how, what else I can say. How's that having an impact? Yeah, look, it does have a significant impact. So most of us would prioritise our health, regard that as important. And we all have the things that we do to prioritise around keeping healthy and protecting us from, uh, from harm. But what we find in times when we actually lose control over some of the things that are really important to our life, uh, like we've seen with the uh, COVID restrictions previously and the COVID restrictions now, is that our priorities in life are shifted because of the environment that we're in. And it can be harder to prioritise the sorts of things that um, we might ordinarily see as important. And there's a lot of other things that are going on in the time that potentially might be causing us stress or anxiety. We might have additional caring or homeschooling responsibilities. So this can mean that our priorities are, are shifted. And what we found during uh, the COVID uh, lockdown in uh, 2020 was that we saw a significant change in the health-seeking behaviour of people, particularly in relation to cancer. So we had a much uh, reduced amount of uh, cancer pathology testing, for example, that was happening. So we did some modelling at the Victorian Cancer Registry uh, between April and February in 2021, which we saw a significant drop, about 5,500 fewer pathology tests for cancer were being conducted. And modelling that we've undertaken suggests that that means there were probably around 2,500 cancers which weren't diagnosed that we would ordinarily expect to be diagnosed. So that was a particular concern. We have seen since the restrictions lifted last year that those numbers have improved, but there is still a significant backlog that we know hasn't been addressed. So that's a really a tangible and concerning implication of the way that um, people are delaying screening, not seeing the doctor for symptoms where they would normally seek medical help. Mm. So is that due to the lockdowns themselves imposing restrictions or people's concern all round about mixing and getting out and then potentially catching coronavirus? Yeah, look, it's a really, it's a really good question. It wasn't a question that was addressed by this um, survey, but I think what we can um, take from the results is, is probably, it suggests a few things that are going on. First of all, People don't have the uh, the same control in their lives. They're not able to, they've got new priorities that they're having to deal with. The other, I think, is there was a general nervousness, particularly in the early stages of the epidemic where we saw uh, uh, COVID cases in hospitals, healthcare workers being diagnosed. So there was a general nervousness about engaging with the healthcare system in the early days of, uh, of the COVID ep epidemic in Australia. So I think there's a few things that are going on. Another one that we experienced, um, anecdotally at least, was that 
people weren't um, uh, engaging with the, the healthcare profession because they felt, well, we're in the middle of a COVID ep epidemic. They've got more important issues than me to worry about. And of course, that's the last thing we want people to be thinking. So yeah. it was probably a few things that were going on, but that wasn't specifically addressed by this study. Mm. Okay. So what would be, I guess, COVID attacks the lungs and the body that way. How does it interact with other undiagnosed or diagnosed cancers? Yeah, it's a good question. And we know that it is particularly important for people with cancer, but also other chronic diseases to have their COVID vaccination because the implications for many cancer patients are more severe if they are also contract COVID. So we've been encouraging people to make sure you get vaccinated. In the early days of the epidemic, of course, we all saw that there were higher rates of mortality amongst uh, patients with diabetes, heart disease, and, and of course, cancer. So it's one of those things that we're really encouraging people to do. Make sure if you're eligible, you take up the opportunity to, be, to receive a COVID vaccination. If you are concerned, about your particular circumstances, then by all means, reach out to your doctor and talk to, to them. But when it comes to cancer, we're very much urging people, if you're eligible, make sure you have your COVID vaccination. Mm. Yeah, I, I had my first shot la uh, last week. So I'm quite fortunate to have that. Um, so what are the odds of actually catching cancer versus catching COVID? So we know that uh, about one in two of us will experience um, cancer over our, um, over our lifetime. So it's a significant um, issue for, for many of us. Of course, the difficulty with um, COVID is that we sometimes confuse what would happen if we'd done nothing versus um, uh, what actually happened. So fortunately, because of the good work that we've uh, seen in Australia, there has been very little COVID, so very little harm uh, from COVID, certainly not um, uh, compared to other places like the US, UK, India, et cetera. Mm. So that's something important and it's always a challenge in public health. So if we take the example of uh, smoking, we've been really successful in driving down smoking levels in, uh, in Australia. However, if we'd done nothing, you know, this, the, uh, the outcomes would have been so much worse in terms of lung cancer, heart disease, a range of other cancers, etc. So I think it's really important to, um, to focus on prevention wherever we can. But um, it's, we often find that um, prevention doesn't get the recognition it deserves because people aren't, if people aren't diagnosed with a condition because of the prevention or public health measures that have been put in place, then they're not to know that they um, are healthy because of those measures that were enacted. So it's always a challenge we find with public health in that way. Yeah, exactly. So what are some tips of avoiding or lifestyle changes that help to avoid you from catching a cancer? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a really good question. And uh, I think it's, it's one of the most important things to, to be thinking about. So we know that about a third of all of cancers uh, can be prevented by the knowledge that we have today. 
So it's things like uh, quitting smoking, as we've talked about, being physically active, eating a diet with lots of fruit and vegetables, reducing process and, uh, and um, uh, uh, those types of uh, meats. But um, one of the things that um, we also encourage people to do is to think about their, their alcohol consumption. So the Cancer Council recently did a survey which showed that people uh, weren't aware of their, their links between alcohol and cancer. So it's not top of mind knowledge for many people. Yes, for example, in this survey, it identified that only 18% of people uh, believe that alcohol caused breast cancer and about one in four people believe that alcohol caused mouth and throat cancer. So I think that shows a real knowledge gap that um, there are really important and impactful things that we could be doing every day to reduce our cancer risk but um, our knowledge perhaps isn't as great as it could be. Pretty good in relation to, uh, to smoking, I think, but probably less so about um, reducing alcohol intake, maintaining a healthy body weight, being physically active, fruit and vegetables, and of course, reducing UV exposure, particularly during the uh, warmer months. Thank you for mentioning that because I was gonna ask about, there was that survey about bacon and bacon can do all these sorts of things and the survey <laughs> had said, well, I like bacon. I'm still going to have a bacon sandwich so you don't have to stop eating it. <laughs> so, look, I think it's everything in, um, uh, in moderation and trying to, as much as possible, have that healthy diet. The other really important thing I think that we should be focused on, and, and this is something that people should be doing um, wherever possible, is participating in cancer screening programs, bowel cancer, cervical cancer, and, we, and breast screening, of course. So we know that some of those were impacted by um, the pandemic. If we take the case of bowel cancer, for example, it's responsible for the second most deaths of all of the cancers. And yet only about 40% of people participate in the free at-home screening when that kit is delivered to people's homes. So we're really focused on increasing that participation because if people do the test, it's more likely to be able to prevent a bowel cancer or detect it early when more treatment options are available. Mm. Yeah, I think that, that's the lesson. If, if something is seems wrong, go find out, get it checked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, even in the middle of a pandemic, it's important wherever we can to prioritise our health and not put off those really important health decisions that we might make in ordinary circumstances because often getting in early, taking early action is what um, opens up better treatment uh, outcomes for us down the track. Fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I think that's uh, that's covered a lot of it. Thank you, Tony. No worries. Well, thank you very much. Um, and that's Todd Harper, CEO of Cancer Council Victoria. And uh, thank you.